0: Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Book Journeys Radio, an interview series for authors in transformation, from the basic fundamentals of selecting a book topic and overcoming writer's block to advanced techniques for publishing and marketing your book. Don't forget to check out our complete schedule and archive shows at blogtalkradio.com forward slash book dash journeys. Now, get ready to make a difference with your book with your host, Maggie McReynolds. Hi, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Book Journeys Radio. Every week on Book Journeys Radio, we talk to accomplished authors who have gone from simply having an idea for a book to an actually finished book that's out there and making a difference in the world. Our goal for this show is for you to walk away inspired and motivated to write your book, whether it's your first or your third Today's author is Sarah Mannon. She is a grief and life coach. Her book is titled Grief Unveiled A Widow's Guide to Navigating Your Journey in Life After Loss. Welcome, Sarah. It's great to have you here. How are you?
1: Thanks, Maggie. I'm so happy to be here.
0: Awesome. To help sort of orient our listeners, I like to start with the same super basic question. It's kind of obvious from your book's title, but in your own words, Can you tell us what your book's about and who it's for? Absolutely.
1: Absolutely. Thanks for asking that question. My book is obviously for widows. Um, I wrote the book because I am a widow. And the whole purpose of the book is to show people that there's a different journey that they can take in life after loss that doesn't look like surviving. Um, It's a journey that you undertake that really takes you deep into the story of who you are and who you're becoming and helping you untangle yourself from the limiting beliefs that culture gives you and that you experience along your grief journey to really transform into the person that this journey takes you to becoming
0: yeah i'm guessing that no matter what the age no one no one expects or anticipates becoming a widow right
1: no it's actually interesting i think that's the The one thing we all know for sure is that we will all at some point die, and no matter the age, it seems like we are always stricken with this grief, even when, you know, the person who passes is 87 or 93. It's always this surprising intensity in grief, and so it's it's not something we as a culture um, have a really great model with interfacing with, and so I'm excited and honored to be able to be having a different kind of conversation about grief.
0: I love that. Thank you. I heard a rumor that you, you wrote your book, I don't know, 100 times, seven times, three times? Tell it me about that. It felt like
1: 100 times, actually, <laughs> but it was, it was more like three. I tried to write the book, the wrong book a couple of times, and Angela so kindly kept helping me remind me of the book I was actually intending to write.
0: That's interesting. So it wasn't simply different iterations of this book; it was other books altogether.
1: or other Yes ideas. and no. It it was me. Um, you know, along the throughout the process of idea to done with Angela, it became so much more about um, that I had to become the person who wrote the book before I could write it. And a lot of the first iteration of the book was me still hiding and being afraid to step into the message and sharing the message because it is, it is outside of cultural norms. I'm asking people to open to an entirely different way of looking at something that's fairly locked into our belief systems about the way things are in the world. And it felt really scary for me to be the person sharing that message. And so I, I hid the first time around. And, um, her process helped me see that that I wasn't actually saying what I wanted to say. so the second time I went and took a stab at it, I became Professor Sarah, and again wrote a similar book with all of the wrong words once again. and um, the sort third of academic time I finally figured out <laughs> right lots yeah. of citing of other people and using other people's proven work to prove what I was saying was true and and so Angela's process really helped me claim that I was the person who is called to share the message and to just share it and be vulnerable and be really open and um, share powerful stories of my own, as well as those of my clients to help, you know, show what the message was instead of having to bolster it with all these other people's works that I was enough of a person to share the message that could create a space for powerful change.
0: That's really interesting. So I'm hearing that it's easy at first to feel like, um, you know who am I to who am I to write this book? Who am I to put this message out there? I know I'll quote other more important and meaningful experts.
1: Absolutely. Right? Yeah, yeah. That's absolutely what you, it.
0: Mm-hmm. What do you wish uh, now that you had known uh, before you wrote your book?
1: Hmm. Well, I wish I knew that. Um, vulnerability is really the way to go. And I could have just written the book the first time. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Yes. But that was the journey I needed to take to become the person who wrote this book. But I also, I was trying really hard to be uh, an author and also um, a mother of four. I'm a single mother of four as a widow. And so there's a lot of demands on my time. And so it was hard for me creatively to move back and forth. And I tried to do that for a long time within this book writing process of, all right, I'll write for an hour and then I'll go pick up my kids, and then I'll write for two hours and then I'm not going to pick up this book for four days because all of these things need to happen. And it wasn't until I realized that I really needed to honor the importance of what I was doing um, that I was able to finish the book. So I actually, uh, for the final manuscript creation, I checked myself into a local hotel for four days and just created this writing sanctuary and dedicated every minute of my time to just really nurturing my creative self, sleeping when I needed to and writing when I felt inspired to and um, really just honoring what I was doing. I think before it was still me hiding from the fact that I was writing a book. And so by creating that really important space to just, dedicate my time and energy to only writing the book it was really giving myself permission to to again become the author who wrote the book and making that a real thing that I was doing instead of a side hustle that I was sort of like cutely pretending to do
0: oh I love that that's so interesting so it's like it's like well I'm I'm not really writing a book I'm, I'm just noodling over this while I eat a tuna sandwich right? (laughs) Yeah, yeah, it
1: was, you know, it took a while for me to honor that it was a real thing that I was doing. So that was exciting to get to that place where I was, you know, honoring it as an an important piece of my life and my day, and that it was worth investing in myself to give myself that space in a very busy life to take the time to create this book so I could share the message.
0: Yeah, I want to draw that point out, because I think a lot of Um, writers and and prospective writers, I'll use that term, feel like um, they need to have some special magic or that, Mm. you know, uh, writing has to look like going away for three months and in a cabin in the woods. And so I really Mm -hmm. want to repeat here for the listeners, Sarah is a single mother of four. And that alone, you know, even if there were even if you had no complications in your life, you know, you're it's a pretty smooth sure. running household, still a single mm-hmm. mother of four. And yet mm-hmm. you wrote your book. And how long did it take you to get, let's say, a a, a first draft you were happy with? A couple once you kinda of locked in. Months.
1: I mean, really, I started writing in January, and that wasn't even the writing. That was the beginning of the program with Angela, which was so brilliant and had nothing to do with writing and everything about getting really clear on what you were writing before you ever began. So I didn't actually begin writing the book in earnest until probably February. And March was when my cohort met. That was when my my first rough draft of the manuscript was due. So I really spent a month writing the book, and then... Some time after that, really honing it and tweaking it, Um, and that was when the third iteration really came through. So, Uh, but a couple of months from start to finish, and that was mind blowing. I really believed that it had to be this long, suffering, torturous process where I never slept, and uh, you know that that archetype of the writer who's always tortured,
0: right? And 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 possibly drunk, you know, yeah, or drinking. the whole Hemingway myth yeah did you so once once you once you were kind of into the groove did you have moments where you it just wouldn't come you know writer's block where you're just kind of staring at the screen and it's a big duh
1: you know it was really nice that Angela's system really helped us um, identify when we had those moments and if we were having those moments and she also gave us permission to write a bad first draft of the book and so that helped me so much, letting go of my perfectionism and just writing something mm-hmm. and then making sense of it later. Um, so I guess that's two answers to the same question. I did have writer's block a few times, but there was such a beautiful built in system where she, she teaches us that it's not um, this thing that you have to outsmart or outlast or overcome or force your way through. You know, it's more of, well, what is this? What, is, what message is inside of this? That you need to really pay attention to, uh, are you trying to write the wrong book? are you are you you know is your is your inner author trying to protect you from writing something differently than what you set out to write? And so learning how to listen to the writer's block for messages about clarity and what we're actually creating was was really nice, but also just being given permission to not have to write a perfect book on the first go round and having a team of people to help you get it right eventually by the time it was published was was really big for me.
0: Are there times when it just makes sense to step away from the keyboard?
1: Oh yeah, oh yeah, yeah. And that was a great thing too. It, there's a lot of clarity when you just step away for a few days and then come back. And sometimes I came back and and looked at what I wrote and said, Oh, hmm, that's really I didn't know I wrote that. That's probably not what I was trying to say. And other times you were just refreshed. You had new energy to to um to bring to creating again. So.
0: Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So so before the the first of your three tries, had you had you tried to write a book in the past on your own?
1: Oh, no, absolutely not. But I spent a lot of time thinking about writing a book.
0: Ah, there's the key distinction. So mm-hmm. so a, a lot of sort of, you know, throat clearing and warming up and just kind of thinking about it in your head.
1: Yeah, I mean, I had no idea what book I would write I, for a long time. I mean, since probably high school, I had been thinking one day I would like to write a book. It would be really great to write a book. I should write a book. And a lot of people over the course of my life have told me, you should write a book. So it was kind of a cute thing I might do someday. And um, after my husband died, I, I came kind of back around to wanting to write a book. And I knew it was going to be about that journey I wasn't quite sure what the message would be. I thought it might be a memoir. Um, and eventually it got more clear that it was it was going to be some type of self-help, helping people explore grief. But I wasn't, wasn't exactly sure what I would be writing about. And so I bought a couple guides to writing book proposals, and I talked to my life coach about it, and I scheduled some time into my life to write, which I never actually wrote. I wrote some blog posts about it and some Facebook posts, but I never actually – endeavored to write the book. I just thought about it a lot. It was a thing I was going to do someday.
0: Well, I hear that signing up for the the program with the author incubator and with Angela was made the difference for you, but what specific aspect of the program do you think came in into play that actually helped you get your words out and more importantly, mm-hmm. you know, finish?
1: There's a couple things I think that were perfect
0: inside the program. Oh, we seem to have lost Sarah, so I'm hoping she's going to call back in. I want to remind you that uh, Sarah Nannan is a grief and life coach. Her book is available on Amazon. It's called Grief Unveiled, A Widow's Guide to Navigating Your Journey in Life After Loss. Sarah is, uh, has been kind of modest and hasn't talk too much about her personal journey, but as you can probably tell from her voice, she's a young woman, and, uh, you know, widowhood wouldn't have been anything that would have been on her radar. I'm, I'm not convinced it's on anybody's radar at this point, at any point in their lives, no matter how old you are. I think we all have an intellectual understanding that our spouses will die and that they may die before we do, but I don't know that that translates into emotional Readiness, And I'm, I'm sure in Sarah's case, it, it didn't for her. I don't know that it does for, for any widow I've ever met. So the bravery that she found to actually write about this, to um, give it meaning, to not only, uh, you know, write a memoir, certainly tell her story, but more importantly, to take it to the level of self-help, to take it out into the world as a message to create healing and to discuss what grief, what grief means in contemporary society and how we treat it as a culture. Um, statistically, women live longer than men, even if there aren't any accidents or, or tragedies or unexpected things happening. And um, many of us women will find ourselves widowed at some point. So it's a super important conversation that Sarah is having. Sarah joined the author incubator Uh, just after Christmas, and began to write her book with us. Oh, good. She's back. I'm going to click on her mic so she can tell you her story, and and I can stop doing it for her. Hey, Sarah.
1: Hi, Maggie. Sorry. I don't know what happened.
0: (laughs) That's really Mm -hmm. okay. I was just doing a little riff on grief and your journey and starting to talk about the program. Um, We were talking about the most important aspects of the program that you felt helped you not just write the book, but finish it.
1: Yes. Let me say what I said to no one again so that everyone can <laughs> hear me this time. <laughs> um, I was saying that there's two parts to, to Angela's program, to the Idea to Done program that, that made this book become a real thing instead of something I was thinking about. And one was just providing me a path to completion. What was keeping me so paralyzed was thinking about how do I write a book? It's not the writing that I'm scared of. It's the book proposal and the sending it to someone in some office somewhere hoping they'll look at it and expecting to get 10,000 no's back. That whole, the whole process of someone having to choose you to even believe in you enough to write the book was so overwhelming to me. I, just, I didn't even give it the, the energy to begin. It kept me stuck. So having this program that I could apply to, that I could be accepted to, and have someone say, I'm going to take you to the finish. I know all of the steps to make this happen. That was huge. I mean, it it took all of the fear factor out of, will this work? Can I actually make this into a book out? And just gave me the energy to focus on the writing piece. But she also really helped me get clear on what I was going to say, because I didn't come to the program with a clear book idea. I wanted to write about grief. That was really what I I told her. So um, she helped me get really clear on what book I was writing and who I was writing it for. And once I got that clear, it was was, – it was so much easier to write the book because I didn't have to spend all my time trying to figure that out. It was already determined before we ever wrote the book, before I ever wrote a chapter, I was already really clear on what book I was writing.
0: So there's really no question going into this program in your mind that you will finish. I mean, it's built in, Absolutely. right? Yeah.
1: Absolutely.
0: Yeah. Absolutely. That was such I a imagine, relief to me. Sure. I imagine going back to writer's block and, you know, and trying to envision the, the the project being completed, your book being completed, it it just takes so much of that um, negative energy out of the process, right?
1: Absolutely. Because the
0: outcome is a given.
1: Yes. I know at the yeah. end of this I will have a book, and it will be a real thing in the world that people will be able to read. That was, that was such a gift to be a part of that, where there was no energetic fear, oh, I hope someone chooses me, anybody really. And, you know, the other piece was that um, – I was a little afraid of standard you know, publishing world where I had this belief that, that I was going to give up a lot of my rights to the process, that they were going to tell me what I had to write or what I couldn't say or how it had to come through. Or, and so it was really nice that within this program, I didn't have to like feel protective or defensive of the message. It was really important to Angela and her team and my editor that um, my, my true message came out in my words that it wasn't anyone else's to tweak or modify. So that was, that was also really empowering that I knew from the start that my message was going to be clear and that I had um, a say in the way that the world saw it that wasn't going to be dictated by someone else.
0: Yeah, right? I mean, I, I, I do think that in a traditional publishing model, there isn't much control for the writer. And, mm-hmm. you know, you, you give away your rights to your work. You give away a lot of your profit. Um, mm-hmm. And yeah, there's that whole pick me, choose me, like me dance. Yeah, that's 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 kind of icky, just, right?
1: It felt icky, and oh. so it was really it was really refreshing to to hear Angela tell about her program on another podcast. And as soon as I heard her talk about it, I was like, this. Why isn't everyone just doing this? This feels so much better. This feels safe. This feels juicy. I feel empowered. Like this is what I want. So yeah, a yeah.
0: So your book published a month or two ago. It's coming
1: out next week. Actually, it's
0: coming out next week. Oh my goodness! Yeah, launch have day you is June twenty Another launch team. That's so <laughs> exciting. Yeah. So really so, what's been the best thing? So I mean, you're still kind of in the middle of it, but. What's the mm-hmm. best thing? So I mean, it's done, right? You're you're done. Uh, yeah. You're in, you're yes, in the, I'm you're done. In the, you're in the shoot of the log ride at this point. <laughs> yeah, it's so great. So what's what exciting things have happened since you started writing? What's the best thing that's happened so far?
1: <sighs> well, I love that I'm having so many powerful conversations with people about grief, and not mm-hmm. just widows. I mean, I'm 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 launching a a widow coaching program that I'm so excited about and I'm and I'm working with a lot of people one-on-one, which is wonderful. But it's really just exciting to be having a place where people are coming toward me because they want to talk about grief. And mm-hmm. they're curious about what it's like and they're curious about how do I show up with someone who's grieving. So it's, it's a conversation that's really applicable to everyone, not just a widow or a widower. Um, we all interface with grief we all have iterations of it whether it's losing a child or a pet or a job or a limb you know there's there's grief that comes with any kind of loss and so while my book is written specifically to widows it's it applies to everyone and I just I love that I'm I have permission now to have a conversation with people and that they feel inspired and empowered to come toward me to have the conversation it's like an invitation for people to come toward me and talk about this thing that we don't say a little
0: bit more about that. That's cool that you have permission to talk to people as opposed to being, you know, random person on the street. You mean?
1: Right. Right. Um, yeah, yeah, I think there's something, I think there's something powerful in having written a book that, that other people acknowledge you as some sort of subject matter expert or someone who has something interesting to say about something. Um, right. So it's, it really just it gives you – it also gave me the empowerment to own the topic because before before I endeavored in writing this book, I'll be honest, I, I for a long time I didn't want to be a person who wrote a book about grief and I didn't want to be a grief coach because there was already such a strange social stigma attached to me as a widow that um, I wanted to be able to give a fun answer at a party when someone asked me what I did even though I was a widow. Like it's <laughs> – when you tell people that you're a grief coach, they're like, oh, that's, oh, is that really hard? Um, yeah. yeah. And so yeah, it well, felt, yeah. It, writing the book gave me, like, I've felt empowered to claim this as a thing that I'm doing and that I have a message of change and hope and transformation that I'm, that I'm excited to be talking about. And so it sort of lifted that stigma out of my own belief system and allowed me to talk about this in an empowering uh, and in an empowering way with other people so it gave me i gave myself permission finally to talk about it
0: What about the pro- the personal process for you so you'd been through something big you'd been through something life changing mm-hmm. you'd been through something mm-hmm. traumatic uh what was the gift in there for you about writing a book on it, stepping into a different space?
1: Mm. well it's a it's a long journey and I don't know that it's ever one that's completed, but it, it certainly changed my whole worldview and it changed the person that I was and, um, and so much more about writing the book about it. It was really, it was really beautiful, honestly, to share what I've learned from my own experience and from the experiences that clients have shared with me about their grief journeys. Um, it was really empowering and beautiful to share that collection of wisdom that is is not part of our cultural norms um, yep. with the world because it's it's offering hope and empowerment and I hope inspiration and belief in possibility to people where there is none.
0: Well, and I can imagine. I mean, I, I know you've you've been doing coaching and grief work with clients, but the act of of taking a personal experience, a a, a tragedy, even, and mm-hmm. deciding, I'm not just going to move through this for my own personal empowerment and betterment, but I'm going to take this out to the world. I'm going to turn this into something, in which I can be yeah. of service. Right?
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. That was that was a really there was, a, there was a turning, moment, turning point moment when I, I knew that that was something I was being asked to choose, and it really was one of those hit your knees in the kitchen crying moments when I said yes out loud to becoming this person, to having this conversation, to offering this different lens of looking at grief in the world, just like I used to do as a birth educator and a doula, helping women see pregnancy and childbirth in a different way. Um, mm-hmm. I feel like mm-hmm. I'm just shining that light on a different realm of a very human and intimate experience.
0: Well, that's and that's really interesting because that's sort of a bookend. Both birth and death are a part of mm-hmm. life, but we're sure much happier talking about one than the other.
1: Absolutely, absolutely. But we're I think we're having a, a really, we're having a really mixed up conversation about both of them. There's a lot of limiting beliefs about birth and pregnancy. In my classes, people used to say, You know, I'm expecting my birth to be gross and scary and painful and bloody and traumatic and dangerous. And so the classes were really about reframing that whole belief system and saying, well, what if it's, you know, what if it's an intense experience that can also be beautiful and transformational? And that's really what I'm doing in grief. I'm not dishonoring the fact that it is painful and that it is hard, and it's exhausting, and it's a long path. And it's really scary when you do it alone in a world where people can't quite see what your experience is through their lens of what they think it's supposed to be. So I'm excited to be someone who can shine some light into that and say, yes, it's hard, and yes, it's painful, and yes, it's scary. And you also get to grow inside of this, and you also get to shift inside of this. And there is support for you. And your life can become something beautiful. Mm -hmm. Yeah. How
0: great that that uh, doing this program, writing this book, gave you another tool to be that messenger in the world. What uh, what, what advice would you give to someone listening who, who wants to write a book but either can't figure out how to get started or they've got their outline or their three paragraphs and they just haven't mm-hmm. been able to finish it?
1: Well, I think I would tell them to stop trying, first of all. <laughs> and I would just um you know that's the thing when we're trying we're really just forcing something into being or we're trying to you know we're going at it from the wrong angle. And so I would I would just say connect with Angela and the idea to done people. They will help you get really clear on what you're wanting to say and who you're wanting to say it to. And they'll help you burst that book you were called to write so you can serve the world in a bigger way. Um it, it doesn't have to be hard, and it doesn't have to be long, and you don't have to do it alone, just like all of these other things we're talking about, birth and, and grieving. Um, writing this book can be a really powerful and transformational journey when you have the right support, so don't keep forcing it. Just find someone that you resonate with to help guide you there, and let it be easy.
0: So it's what it's almost the end of June so let's say it's the beginning of July if someone were to say yes today or you know this week um, they'd have they'd be they'd be out on Amazon when three months four months
1: let's see if they started the program I guess it's nine weeks idea to them is that right yeah you have a man. Yeah. You have a finished manuscript in hand in nine weeks, and then a month later, your book is on Amazon. So it's about four months, I think.
0: Yeah, that's amazing, isn't it? it uh, is
1: especially amazing. for it breaks- for all all of us. And I was one of
0: them, the writers out there or yeah. would be writers who imagine that you have to slave for years of your life to write a book. Yes,
1: it breaks all the rules that everyone believes about what it is to write a book, and it's so fabulous.
0: Yeah, I love that. That is so cool. Thank you, Sarah. Thanks for being here today.
1: Thanks so much, Maggie. It was so fun to talk about it and reflect on the journey with you.
0: Absolutely. Sarah Nannan is a grief and life coach, and her book, Grief Unveiled, A Widow's Guide to Navigating Your Journey in Life After Loss, will be coming out on Amazon next week. So check it out. Check out uh, the Author Incubator and our journey. And uh, if you've got a book in you, we can help you get it out. It's been great. Thank you all for listening. Thank you for being here. Thank you, Sarah. And we'll talk to you next time. Have a great day. This has been another episode of Book Journeys Radio, where we're changing the world one book at a time. To find out more about how you can get your book written, published, and promoted, visit www.theauthorincubator.com.